Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that's fat and satisfied. I am your co-host Adam Wheeler and joining me as always is, well, we maybe we'll call him just satisfied. It's James Matthews. <laughs> How are you? Thank you very much. I'm glad you put that in there. No, I'm feeling, I am feeling pretty uh, chubby and satisfied because I've just finished my tea and it's very, very good. I just had a nice burger and chips. Oh, I just had sausage and chips. Oh, nice! It's a chip yeah, nice, day. nice, nice. Did you have any? Did you have any vegetables with it, or just 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 chips? No, just chips. I was going to, and I thought, you know, when you have a meal like burger and chips or fish yeah. and chips or something, you're like, no, I just want the two things that are listed in that yeah, meal. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't want anything else, even though I know it's good for me. I just want the two things. All I want is just a pile of chips. Is that just too yeah. much to ask? But I'm also feeling uh, quite chubby and satisfied from mm-hmm. my sausage and chips uh, dinner. Um, but I am, as a result, feeling nice and warm inside and ready for this lovely Good. podcast. I've got a nice little cappuccino next to me. Nice, as well. classic. So, I've got and a gin and tonic. Very <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone either either side of the scale yeah. with us. You're I think aiming I've to... done every episode of this season under the influence a little bit, apart from like one we did the first have. thing in the morning. Yeah, but yeah. Every evening episode we've done, I've had alcohol for it, and I'm, I, I'm I can't believe it. it. I've got a, I've got half a bottle of red wine in my cupboard right now, which Look I could open. I could, I could open it right now. You know, wait for it. <laughs> Should I really? Should I do it right now, yes. live on air? Yes. Okay. Yeah, crack that seal. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Just one second. <laughs> peer pressure. Peer pressure. Right. So I haven't got my ear- earphones in, so I can't yeah. hear what James <laughs> Matthews is saying. But I've got my earphones in now, so you can speak away. I'm just chanting peer pressure. Well, I'm just, hopefully you can hear this. This is me just pouring a nice glass of Shiraz mm. into a glass. Um, nice. I, Where's it from? Um, it's from uh, Australia. South oh, Australia. Yes. 2019. Like Australian red. 2019. Uh, Kunanga mm-hmm. Hill, if anyone is uh, interested in the in the brand. Just a local supermarket. And if that brand is interested in sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> if you would like to. <laughs> well, now that we are on that topic, James, mm. if the listeners do want to support the podcast, they can <laughs> head on down to buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisture farm rep, where you can literally donate as little or as much as you would like. James, should I take a sip of my red wine? Yeah, go for it. Mm, okay. Mm. Are you nice. doing like the proper kind of swill, and then you'll spit a little bit back into? Oh, into I'm the not. Cup. Spi- no, I'm not doing the spit, and I don't have quite the confidence to be able to hope it reaches <laughs> back into the glass. Um, uh, James, have you been? Uh, have you been enjoying the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch recently? Of course, I've been enjoying the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch recently. What it's other emotions great. do you have watching them? <laughs> it's been great, hasn't it? Well, I remember talking to you that I was a little bit disinterested with the Bad Batch, but I think it's mm. kind of kicked into a gear recently. Yes, like a second sure. gear. Um, yeah, it feels like the plot has arrived. Mm, it feels like we're going somewhere, and it feels like mm. they, James, they introduced sushi in the last episode. Did you notice? I didn't know. I completely so missed this. So when they're eating at the dinner table, um, yeah, uh, on the island that they visit, there's yeah, just on the, there's like little. Little sushi thing, little sushi plates that they're, nice. that they're eating from, like sushi rolls. And I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I missed it because I was concentrating on the little green monkeys that were running with um, oh, yes, on Omega's shoulders. They reminded me of Grookey the Pokemon. I was <laughs> yes. just obsessed with it. <laughs> James. Yes. Shall we get into today's episode? I think we should.
So, Adam. Yep. What is it that we're talking about today? Well, James, uh, we are going to be delving back into, or at least continuing a, a kind of topic that we were exploring mm. in the previous season when we were looking at how to construct a lightsaber. Yes. Um, one of the parts of that episode was looking specifically at the inner workings of, well, the energy, like the thing that powers the lightsabers themselves. Um, mm. James, we're talking about none other than the little old kyber crystals. Yes, the healing kyber crystals of healing the universe. Kyber crystals. Yes, <laughs> the yes, the feeling the vibrations from these yes. kyber crystals. What are these vibrations? Aligning your doing? magnetism. Absolutely. No, we're not going down any. We're not going down that route. Um, or are we? Or we're are not we? going to be talking about vibrations on a molecular level. <laughs> we are going to be talking about vibrations on a midichlorian level. Uh, oh, but, um, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit more about kyber crystals and mm. what are they? What do they do? How do they do it? Yes, I th we touched a little bit on them, like channeling power in the lightsaber episode we did. Yes, but I can't yeah. quite remember what we. Uh, <laughs> I can't really remember what we said. Is it sort how of focus? How much power? do you remember? How much do you remember of the lightsaber construction <laughs> episode? Um, I'll just I'll just pop a second pair of headphones in and listen to it while you're talking. Um, <laughs> I, I remember something about it, like channeling power, or it channels energy, or yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Throw me a line here. <laughs> okay. Well, your channeling energy is, is somewhat right. Well, okay. let's just dive straight kind of into it. Kyber crystals, yes. I mean, they're a, they're a rare force-attuned crystal that grew naturally in a few locations across the galaxy. And mm. force-attuned crystal was a really interesting concept as well. It's a crystal that's attuned to the force. It almost makes me think of like the midi-chloraxian midi, um, midi uh, oil yeah. that's inside droids. Yes. Um, uh, that, you know, that inanimate objects could hold this power. Um, mm. But this isn't a case that a crystal is an inanimate object. Um, a kyber crystal is very much considered an almost sentient being itself. Ah, see, I'd heard that. I'd heard, like, I think what I'd heard is that they were almost living, but I didn't think that was true. But, like, sentient... Mm. Yeah, I definitely heard something about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so the kyber crystals... Um, effectively concentrate energy in a unique manner, right, through the Force. Mm. And some say that the Force flows through them um, like a living being, uh, which is sort of highlighted by many things, one of which is the way that they exhibit uh, like a sort of collective consciousness. Okay. Which like verges on sentience, and whereby right. they could sort of non-verbally communicate between crystals uh, and oh. with other living beings. Okay. So I'm assuming this is probably something we're going to touch on a bit later, but like, is this kind of how Jedi find their crystals? Because I think we've mm. heard like the crystal seems to choose the Jedi. Yeah, precisely. Okay. Yeah. So this is the something a little bit we'll touch the Jedi, on. Harry. <laughs> the, the crystal calls out to you, just like how mm. in Olive Wanders, the, the wand chooses the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> Same thing. Exactly. <laughs> we're, not we're not stealing concepts at all. Um, <laughs> So, but yes, yeah, some some actually theorise that the permutations in the kyber's lattice, so that's sort of like the construction mm. of how the minerals are and the patterns that uh, are okay. inside. Um, yeah. Some theorise that the permutations of those lattices were comparable to emotional shifts in sentient beings. An interesting mm. little little thought there. Um, uh, or, I mean, yeah, we could we could think of it more in terms of I like it's hard to think of that though in midichlorians. Mm. Uh, it, like how do you I, I find it really hard to think of how that 
that shifts to that concept. Like, like, are they swimming with midi chlorians? <laughs> like, what does that even mean, really? Um, hmm. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, because midichlorians are a, a life form. So I'm yes. assuming the kyber crystals don't have midichlorians in them, or maybe they do. Perhaps they I do. Perhaps know. what they mean by that, perhaps they mean they are swimming with these life forms that can yeah. communicate with each other if we're thinking more in prequel terms. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of like other force attuned things. Like we've talked about dark side caves before. Ah, uh, well, James. Well, I was going to just bring this little bad boy up. Ooh. Do you remember our Beldorian or Beldorian episode? Yes, I do. Mm, well, there was a certain little uh, little creature in that episode we brought up called the Tsil. Um, oh, I remember the Sill. Yeah, also known as the Smokies, which is a brilliant little <laughs> name. <laughs> I still, I don't really understand why they're called Smokies, though. It's uh, all, all, they're like also what they called as... it like a bedtime story. Like, yeah. oh, beware the Smokies. Yeah, or they're also known as the Spook Crystals. Okay, which is like <laughs> the, ooh, the spooky crystals. Oh, <laughs> beware their magical properties. Um, but. They were all. They were another mineral-based life form on mm. um, the planet of Nam Churros. Remember that yes. old, the old Churros, Churros yep, uh, planet. planet of chocolate. Yeah, and they were very much beings or sentient beings in the form of minerals, effectively that okay. communicated and, and and the force flowed through them. So it's a similar mm. sort of thing, but okay. they they reflected and amplified the light and and, and energy of other things, and it yeah. very much sort of. Um, those reflected and, and emphasized, say, Luke Skywalker's powers when he visited the planet yes. to go and rescue okay. Leia. Yeah. See, I my kind of understanding of like the Force has always come from um, the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Luke is doing his handstand and he's levitating rocks. Yeah. And Yoda's explaining like what the Force actually is, and I think he says something about how it flows like between you and me and then like the ground and the rocks and stuff mm. like that yeah and so i've always understood it as like it's not necessarily something that only ever touches living things like mm. it can kind of touch the natural environment mm. um and flow through it so i'm assuming the crystals are kind of an extension of that like they're still connected to this great flow of the force mm. but mm. a little mm. bit stronger or that maybe yeah maybe there is something about them that connects them more closely to it yeah, I, su I suppose so. And potentially, potentially it's down to the fact that um, because there is no real answer to that. It's very mm. much just said that they are in the fact that they are considered sentient supposes that mm. there is a certain intr intrinsic quality to them, which yes. allows it to flow through them better. Yeah, um, it's hard, really. It's hard, really, to say, perhaps even that. In the Ilum caves, maybe maybe that's the site of a very powerful force nexus that emphasizes maybe. their force abilities. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know if there is anything under there. No. I would assume there's got to be surely. It's got to be something. Yeah. But um, internally, uh, mm -hmm. it says here that kyber crystals are composed of both organic and inorganic matter, which is very interesting. Okay. So they also go on to say that they were stable at temperatures and pressures found in the cores of large stars. So they're very impervious to fire. And resistant ah, to hammering, right? Is this what um? Oh, what's his name? Is it? Is it something Galen Erso says that? No, it's Chira Imwe, isn't it, from Rogue One? That uh, the, the hearts of stars are made of kyber or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, ah, yeah. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. See, I know um, more than I think. Yeah, 
um, impervious to fire is one way to put it. Impervious mm. to the light of a star is another thing altogether. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to be impervious to. It's like I know, right? And pressure and yeah. uh, gravity. <laughs> Very strong. I mean, why why yeah. don't people make armor out of Kyber? I'd like, oh, like yes. You know what I mean? Like if we if they're that strong, make make yeah. a shield out of it. For goodness sake, um, yeah, maybe like, maybe Din they do. Mm. <laughs> like Dinjarin turns up in his full Beskar armor, and then Bogatan walks in in a full suit of Kyber crystal. <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be have done um, been done somewhere. Surely, mm. that's um, very fantasy, isn't it? Having like a suit, very, of magic yeah, crystals. yeah. That's like legendary set of armor that you get yes. at the end of like a MMORPG, isn't it? Yeah, when you max out your smithing skill tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it says that kyber crystals were sturdy enough to survive the violent explosion of a lightsaber's power grid, such as those mm. caused by accidentally inverting the emitter matrix during the weapon's assembly. So effectively, okay. they're very strong, they're very impervious to many yep. things, and they can withstand a lot of energy. Um, okay. They make... So what you're saying is they would make the perfect phone case. <laughs> they make yes they are star wars equivalent of the nokia brick is what we're saying very good <laughs> yeah you can drop that bad boy and you won't get a scratch <laughs> perfect so true kyber was found in the veins of pure kyberite so okay. do you know how you can find like iron or iron in iron ore in, yes. in rocks so this is yeah. what this is what the their version of the ore is. So kyberite is sort of like those... Of, you get like a vein of kyberite going through the rock. And in that okay. vein of kyberite, you would find kyber crystals. Or likely right. to find kyber crystals. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and there were things that were close... Apparently there are things that are considered close, but not kyberite. So there's a thing, okay. called, there's a thing called ranite, or rainite, however you want yeah. to pronounce that. Um, which was considered close, but it was dense and tougher, um, but it did not contain kyber crystals. Okay. Um, the crystals were typically brought to the surface of planets by movements along fault lines and exhumed mm. from the high temperatures and pressure conditions in which they formed. So, okay. like in normal geology, fault lines move, mm. uh, tectonic plate shift and things are sort of pushed to the surface of the planet. Mm. See, I would have been so much more interested in geology at school if we're told like the stuff that comes out of the earth can also make a lightsaber. I think we might have touched on this before, but mm. yeah, they can they act really only to other organic life forms. So okay. a kyber crystal, very interestingly, would kind of react if an if a living being came up to it, or especially mm. with someone that's strong with a force came up to it and communicated with it. Yeah. Um so a kyber crystal would not say um let's say for example it would communicate with something and by doing so maybe it would have a temperature change for example mm. um it would not warm a sheath or a towel or any other inanimate object it would okay. only respond to life including that of a plant right um, yeah. say for example if an individual were to wrap their hand around a crystal um the crystal would warm um uh. but interestingly weirdly enough i don't know what this means but it says that it would warm but it would not change in temperature that's... what do you think that means um i have no idea that's it's <laughs> a really interesting concept does that yeah. mean that, does that mean that the individual that feels that warmth is feeling the force throw, flow through it maybe maybe yeah or like um 
I don't know, is it more of like a kind of an emotional warmth or like a feeling of like inner That's, warmth rather yes. than an actual heat or something? It's like a, love, like a loving warmth. Yeah, that loving feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah, not, that's, it's really interesting though, isn't it? It's just this sort of, mm. this emotional closeness to, to this crystal. Yeah. But that doesn't translate really obviously to a temperature change, but yeah. interesting, isn't it? Um, it's really interesting. You, you brought up the, the Ilum Caves. So, yes. Kyber crystals are notably found in Ilum's crystal cave on the planet mm. of Ilum. Um, this is the place where they were most apparently abundant um, and where the Jedi found and knew where, you know, well, where they mostly went to find their crystals. Mm. And Jedi younglings traveled to these ice caves to harvest their own crystals, which they often used to build their lightsabers. Mm -hmm. um, and the Force guided their selection through this process called the Gathering and, and whereby they found a crystal that matched them, that matched with them. Mm. And those crystals chose them. And when the Jedi sometimes felt attracted or felt this attraction to a crystal, some even say, said that they heard things like music to their ears upon oh, coming yeah. close to these crystals or a sense of harmony. It's I won't nice. lie, it's an episode I want to come back and do one day because I found like a load of different descriptions of individual people having different ways of feeling the Force, and it's really? so fascinating. Okay, yeah. My, my feeling of the Force is that nice warm feeling when you sit down in front of a fire and watch a really good Netflix film. <laughs> <laughs> or when you sit down in front of Netflix and watch Fireplace for your home. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or my, yes, or my, the feeling of being close to the Force is that of having a very nice Shiraz. Same thing. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> very nice gin and tonic. Exactly. How is your gin and tonic going? It's going down well. It's also it's going, going down quickly. <laughs> I've also just finished my, my red wine, so I'm completely out. It was a really... It was a not, you finished it wasn't half much the already. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember me saying I, I had like... I, I might actually, at the top of the episode, I might have said I had a half a bottle. That was mm. a lie. It was probably around more of a like under a quarter of a bottle. Yeah. Dare you so lie was... to our listeners? Sorry, sorry. Like, <laughs> you've I let me remember. down. You've let our listeners down. <laughs> Worst of all, you've let yourself down. Well, I'm no, sorry. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll find a crystal that will that will redeem <laughs> me and call out to me. But um, back onto the Kyber crystals. Yes. We will yes. just quickly touch on that. Um, as we've talked about, the crystals lacked color. Mm. So as a popular misconception is that they are imbued with color and that they even shine with a color um mm. maybe they'll shine different colors but yeah. no they lack color completely and before they were chosen by um they lacked color before they were chosen by jedi okay however once chosen most lightsabers or sorry most kyber crystals um through communicating with their chosen jedi sort of became found their color that was most synonymous with their user if that makes uh, sense so the jedi find them and they're just blank and empty yeah and then something about this union between the jedi and the crystal brings out a color exactly yes yes interesting and most apparently most kyber crystals being sentient beings yeah um they're not just you know they're not just static they almost have a they almost have like a personality apparently mm, and apparently okay. kyber crystals are very passive in nature yeah and therefore they are very attuned to that of the jedi who are quite um 
how do we say it, very righteous and they aren't mm. aggressive and they aren't assertive. So mm. apparently they're very much aligned and easy to attune to a Jedi for that reason. Okay. And a lot of the blue blueness that comes from a blue lightsaber, or at least yeah. from Jedi who uh, find that blue color, it's a common color that yeah. is from a Jedi. And apparently it, it results in, it, it results from a number of things. But one of which is it's said to re represent this idea of righteousness and bravery, which is oh, mostly associated with what Jedi stand for. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of it, it, it sort of spiritually aligns well with the crystal. But mm. because that's a quality that a lot of Jedi have, apparently that's, you know, the most common color to have is blue. OK. See, I was looking forward to hearing about this because I've obviously seen so many articles over the years that are like, what each Jedi lightsaber color means. It's like, oh, if you've got a green lightsaber, you have this personality. And like, I know that kind of interpretation of it is a little bit wrong. Yeah. But I'm also like, why, how does this color manifest? Like, why is yeah. it the one Jedi takes a crystal and it comes out green? Yeah. And another yeah. one takes one and it comes out magenta? Yeah. And like, I imagine there must be a lot of cultural associations in the galaxy or in the Jedi Order as well. Yeah. Like you come back and you've got a yellow lightsaber and they're like, oh yeah, we know that, you know, yellow means you're more likely to be like this or something. Or yeah. it does draw your personality in that sense. Yeah. Well, really well, well apparently um, a green lightsaber or a green colour um, mm. is, uh, you, well, it's commonly associated with the attributes of um, spirituality, harmony, um, helplessness. And apparently it's commonly adopted by wiser Jedi and senior Jedi that um, attain this sort of oneness and this mm. idea of calmness and wiseness and, 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 be, and yeah, and this feeling of wiseness. So, mm. yeah, Jedi I like wisdom because yes. I would have a green lightsaber. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm wise. <laughs> absolutely. Um, wise James, and wisdom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did, you, did you know that... Um, I mean, you can find kyber crystals from a number of planets, not just Ilum, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So not just Ilum, but there has been kyber crystals that have been discovered on places like Utapau. Yes. There have been kyber crystals discovered on Lothal, mm -hmm. um, on Jeddah, yep. on Exegol, mm -hmm. Dantooine, Christophysis, and a number of different planets. So not just, not, just not just confined to Ilum. Yeah. But that is presumably where most of them are. Mo them, it's most abundant on Ilum. Yeah, that is quite. That is a lot more than I thought. I knew about Lothal and Jeddah. Um, yeah. I didn't know about Exegol's really interesting, considering that's Exegol, like quite a big nexus yeah. for the dark side. I know. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? Maybe that's why Palpatine chose it to be mm. his to be his place. But yeah, um, maybe very he interesting. Coming of crystals. But 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 like that. Um, Apparently, there is a load of different types of kyber crystal as well. Hmm. So, kyber crystal, I think what I've gathered from my research is sort of like an umbrella term for a number of different crystals that originate from different planets. Okay. And from what I've got here, you've got Ilum crystal, which is a type of kyber crystal. Hmm. The ones that are found on Christophysis are a Christophysis crystal. Yeah. For example, the ones on Jeddah are a Jeddah crystal. Uh, here. Yep, exactly, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so on and so on. They're not all like that. There's one called yeah. um, there's one called a barab ingot, which is okay. uh, which is apparently a type of kyber crystal. But they're all very much that 
um, they're very much similar to the type of kyber crystal that we know mm. and we associate with. Um, so are just, there any differences then between different ones from different planets? Like, is there a reason I, the Jedi take I, them from Ilum and I not? Think I, see, I couldn't go through all the different crystals one yeah. by one. From what I gathered, <laughs> no, I I don't blame a, you. I've got a feeling there is. I've got a feeling there is a okay. slight differentiation between yeah, each, cause... each type of crystal. Because the Jedi had a temple on Jeddah, there's the Holy City, so I'm assuming some of them got there, like maybe in the ancient past, maybe not in like the Republic era, but yeah, I'm assuming yeah. Jedi took crystals from Jeddah for their lightsabers as well as Ilum. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would assume if, if Exegol was like a nexus of the dark side, that yeah. maybe they wouldn't take crystals from there, even if they knew the planet existed, because yeah. they'd be like, I don't know, unstable crystals or corrupting or something. Um, mm -hmm. That's really interesting, well, though. It says here that Barab ingots were a type yeah, of kyber cool. crystal found on the irradiate, irradiated planet of Barab One, and yep, yep. the crystals were found in clusters that were hot to the touch, and they also glowed. And when used in a lightsaber, created a powerful fiery blade, and made the entire lightsaber slightly radioactive. Oh, that sounds fun. Is that the right word I want? <laughs> so yeah, apparently m different crystals create different blades and different different sort of qualities to them. That's really cool. This feels like something that should be in like the Jedi games, where you can yeah. not just upgrade your lightsaber components, but the crystals as well. I know. Yeah, it does sound really cool, doesn't it? I don't know why I haven't haven't seen all this before. I mean, mm. it says here that one kyber crystal type of kyber crystal is a crate dragon pearl. That sounds fun. That does sound fun, doesn't it? But also, how yeah. would a kyber crystal be? A crate dragon pearl. That doesn't <laughs> sound like it. Is it created? Is it forged within a mountain and then it's then a crate, crate dragon eats it? Like, I don't what? know. But imagine, like, imagine your class of Jedi Padawans have just come back from Ilum for the gathering and they're all showing off the lightsabers, like, yeah, look, mine's, mine's Amethyst and mine's Cyan. And you're know, like, do you know what's in my lightsaber? I got a dragon pearl in mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to go and I had to go and find this. At, I had to go and destroy a crate dragon or yeah. like, tame a crate dragon to get this. What did you have to do? Go walk into a cave. <laughs> Feel a bit chilly for a minute. <laughs> we'll move on quickly from that and quickly touch back onto colors. So we've already talked a little bit about what colors are represented or what colors are produced by different mm -hmm. beings that flow use the force and then are attuned to a different crystal we've talked about blue haven't we yep we talked about green yes um we talked haven't talked about purple no james and the many varieties thereof james i think you know a little bit about the purple color maybe maybe uh from your or from our research of a certain mace windu mm -hmm. um i know a tiny bit about like there's a lot of different shades of purple like there's amethyst and violet and magenta yeah, yeah. um but i don't know much about because obviously it's quite a rare color from the films yes. um i don't know like again why that doesn't manifest that often yeah, I know, yeah i've seen the the thing about like because mace windu kind of straddles the light and the dark side so it's like yes. blue and red together yes um but I feel like there's probably a, a better in-universe reason than that. <laughs> well, it doesn't say anything, James. It says that okay. um, in the expanded universe, for example, as it indicates yeah. moral ambiguity, uncertainty, okay. um, as purple obviously is a combination of red and blue. Um, uh, therefore, the purple lightsaber represents that its user shows an affinity with both the light and dark sides of the Force. Mm, okay. But that's all we have on yeah. that. Not much else.
There are a couple of Jedi in the High Republic with purple lightsabers, but again, it's still like the majority of them are green or blue. Mm. Um, like purple mm. is still quite a rare color. Well, I, I guess that's because, well, perhaps it. Yeah, I suppose it's strange, isn't it? You would expect that a young, a, a youngling, for example, mm. finding their crystal is going to be most likely to have traits of good and bad because they haven't been mm. properly trained yet. That's true. Yeah. So why isn't there more purple? Yeah. Where's the, <laughs> no where's the purple, you cowards? Yeah, he, <laughs> he was more. had a purple lightsaber once. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, we we um, they got rid of all the purple lightsabers because they were like, <laughs> yeah. we don't trust them. The Mace Windu was already on the already on the Jedi Council, so we can't get rid of him. Well, Mace Windu is like, I like being unique with my purple lightsaber. I'm just going to yeah. go to Willem and get all the purple crystals. Yeah, maybe the Jedi Order started finding a lot of mutinies and loads of like mm. public public disorder, like notices yeah, with maybe. young Jedi with purple lightsabers, <laughs> and went, maybe we should, you know, sort this out. Because <laughs> I think Mara Jade's lightsaber was purple, or it yeah. was at least magenta, but I think it was one of the varieties of purple. Um, yes. And again, she's like a morally, well, she's not morally ambiguous, but she did come from like a darker path to then join the light side. Yeah, so I guess it, it fits with her character as well. Yes, exactly. I, I, it's interesting with the yellow one, James. Because mm, this is the one favorite. that really, really intrigues me. Because there, there also there isn't basically from this point on. There's not that much. Um, there's not. There's not really an explanation. We'll put it mm. this way for colors, and apart from white and red. Okay. Let's say, for example, yellow, orange, um, and all the other types. We haven't got an, a fixed explanation in canon mm. why there are these what. colors. I tell you what, we could invent an explanation because you okay. like yellow lightsabers and I like orange lightsabers. So yes. we can just make it mean whatever we want it to mean. Well, well, I've got, well, I've got this for, for, okay. for the moment. So we, we know that the temple guards in Coruscant wield yellow yes. lightsabers, don't they? Yes, they do. And also, apparently some point Asajj Ventress and Ahsoka have wielded this lightsaber colour at some point. Interesting. I knew Ventress did. I didn't know about Ahsoka. Yeah. And obviously most notably Ray Skywalker wields a yellow lightsaber. And Luke Skywalker I, also has one, but I think it's like an old Temple Guard one that he finds. Yes. Yeah. And, and between all, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh really? Yeah. Ah, nice. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's when he's like hunting for a new lightsaber after he loses his father's one, okay. and he finds like an old temple guard one that he uses for a while. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd like the um, I like the idea of him taking the lightsaber and then it like turning it like in in normal in canon terms the lightsaber possibly should turn back to green maybe or blue, mm. maybe I don't yeah. know. Um, oh yeah, but, Ahsoka's shorter lightsaber is kind of like a yellowy green, isn't it? It's not the same green as her main one. No, no. Oh, there we go. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know if she has. It. But anyway, so I've got a Sarge Ventress has, and Ray yes. Skywalker has, and potentially Ahsoka. And those characters sort of at many points straddle both light and dark, or sort of represent mm. a sort of neutral, don't they? At mm. times, like Sarge Ventress obviously was a Sith, but she goes out on her own to forge her own path, doesn't mm. she? Yes. And so I wonder whether yellow does sort of point to this feeling of neutrality. But mm. that sort of is the same as white lightsabers, which is the problem. Mm. And white lightsabers were primarily used by people like Ahsoka Tano. And yeah. Ahsoka retrieved these specific white lightsabers from the lightsaber of an Inquisitor, um, the sixth brother, who she killed mm. during the Imperial occupation of Rada. And yep. not to be confused with the drama school in London. 
Wow. See that coming. Neither did I. God damn it, the Imperials taking over our drama in, drama institutions and our actors. They always come for the drama schools first. I know. And apparently, uh, so obviously this lightsaber emitted a red blade originally, yeah. but Ahsoka was able to take it and purify it with using mm. force and restored it to a white colour, which ended up representing her status as an autonomous individual and she was that she was no longer affiliated with the Jedi and she had no affinity to the dark side either. Mm. So I feel like white also symbolizes that as well. Yes. And therefore that's why I'm a little bit confused as to what yellow could be. Yeah, well, I guess um, there's another pulling out more High Republic Jedi. There's um, a Jedi called Jora Mali who is also a Togruta. Okay. Um, and she has a white lightsaber that I think she took the crystal from like an ancient Sith light spear. Yeah. If I'm remembering this right. And she purified that and made a white lightsaber crystal from it. Right. Um, so right. I guess it's less about like the kind of the path they're following and maybe more about like their purity with the force or something. Possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah. I guess with Ventress and Ray, they both have moments where they kind of come back from a darker path. Yeah. Um, more so with Ray than Ventress. I'm not entirely mm. sure where Ventress's story goes, but yeah. Mm -hmm. well, let's go to our red lightsabers. Yes, let's which, delve into um, And Kyber crystals, as we've talked about, um, mm -hmm. they apparently they are were inherently attuned to the light side of the Force. Yeah, and they resisted any urge by dark side practitioners to use them in lightsabers. Um, okay. That's interesting. Like they sort of rebel against the dark side when it's being channeled through them. I th apparently. Apparently, apparently really with cool. one crystal in particular that belonged yeah. to the uh, Jedi Master uh, Kirak Infila. Um, mm. Apparently, this crystal subjected Darth Vader to intense visions that almost mm. drove him insane when he tried to use it himself. Yes, that was the crystal that uh, Vader took to put in his new lightsaber. Yes, um, a, yes, a comic is somewhere. It's a That's, dope story. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting though, isn't it? Because then that that does insinuate that it is almost sentient. It's like it's a defense mm. mechanism. Yeah, and it reminds me a little bit of when uh, Ben Solo bled his crystal when he became Kylo Ren. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember when we talked about this back in what season two. Yeah, um, but when he bled his crystal, like the crystal cracked, and that's why his lightsaber is all like sparking and yes, has those bits off the side. Yes, and I think that was a similar sort of thing. Like he had to subject it to so much because it was fighting back against him that it yes. actually broke the crystal. Gosh, um, gosh, wow, yeah. that's, that's really cool though. The idea of a crystal like fighting back against the dark side. I know, I know, and I, I think that's um, yeah. That made you know you would just lie if you wanted to keep out a dark side user. You just line your mm. house with kyber crystals, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you? Like when you put conkers in the corners of a room to keep a spider out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Away with you. Away with you. Putting the holy water in the corner as well. Putting everything. Like yeah, they just try and walk through the archway and they just start like it starts mm. singeing them. It starts getting really hot to the touch or something. Cool. It's really cool. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, apparently the, the Sith were unable to forge this un unseen bond and yeah. thus had to steal their kybers and employ other methods to mm. build their lightsabers, mainly sometimes creating little um, synthetic crystals. Um, yes, which, I've heard of them before. Yeah, um, 
I think um, Palpatine uh, tried to create a, simp- a couple of synth crystals mm. before, and many Sith have tried. And they, um, and of course, they're not um, they're, they're not Kyber in any in any kind of way. Yeah, they don't. They're not attuned with the Force at all. I think they're very much just vessels to try and um, try and what's the word? Uh, channel, you know, yeah, channel and diffract energy yeah. from other power sources, right. but not flowing with the force in any means so maybe not as powerful um so sith had to as you've mentioned james go through a process of bleeding their Mm. crystals in order to use them and this consisted of pouring all of their hate their fear and their dark and the dark side of the force into these crystals yeah and that caused them to bleed and turn red as you said Mm. sometimes doing it too much made them crack very sad (laughs) Very sad indeed. A poor Very sad as well. I know. We know sentient, you're like, oh, that must be horrible. It must. It must hurt. Well, it, may, it makes me think of when you know Kylo Ren is kind of using the Force to go into Ray's mind. And yeah. Very similar sort of sensation, I would imagine. Yeah, because so much of the dark side is centered around pain. Like you know, like you said, they're kind of invading people's minds and yeah, and lightning and everything. Yeah, just. I mean, if it if it causes reaction to turn the crystals red, like it's called bleeding them for a reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the Kyber crystals were noted for their unmatched ability to channel energy and generate enormous mm. returns, um, and that's why, to this end, numerous individuals, as we said, attempted to make synthetic crystals that yeah. usually came out very highly unstable and explosive. Um, mm. So yeah, if a crystal was subjected to forceful attempts to study it or harness it, apparently it would try and flee. And it would hinder those that sought to use it against its will. Okay. Um, apparently, furthermore, those that worked in proximity to them, like we talked about with certain users like Darth Vader, would experience mm. things like headaches and a loss of sleep <laughs> and become like insensitively like, fanat- um, frantic and fixated mm. over the crystal in the process, which is... That's interesting. It's just so cool, isn't it? It's just that yeah. an- another way that the force is flowing through the crystal and and almost taking control of the people around it as a result, yeah. even those without force ability. Apparently, Galen Erso witnessed firsthand their ability to channel mm-hmm. big amounts of energy. He, he interestingly looked at this thing called... Um, he, he was studying this thing called the day and night lattices of the force. Okay. And according to him, when you realigned the crystal's lattices along the dark or nighttime axis of the force. Galen postulated that it could allow for greater control over the crystal's tendency to diffract. And thus, a technology could be used to force the crystal to obey their masters. And I I don't pretend to know what any of that means. Neither do I. (laughs) Neither do I. When I read that, I went, uh, excuse me? Like, what does that even mean? The... I got a bit stuck because as soon as you said day and night lattices, I imagine like the lattice on top of a pie, but where you've got like maybe the strands going in one way, like a white pastry and the strands going the other way, a black pastry or something. Yeah, like a pastry or something. I feel like I feel like it. uh, The one, what I'm getting from that is almost like there's a like a a kyber crystal has like multiple chakras and if you were to somehow yes. turn, like give it a different like an evil chakra then it will yeah. be like ha i can control it now <laughs> the, what else i've got on that is the abundant um once that happened the abundant yield produced could be siphoned off and used as enriched energy and without containment mm. the yield could result in a catastrophic event capable of wiping mm. out a large population center 
Um, I know he put it to that kind of use. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's talking about just the idea of making a crystal unstable and utilizing that potentially. Because I'm assuming this is part of his research for the Death Star. Yes, the laser is powered by kyber crystals. Um, Yeah, maybe, like maybe to create that kind of power that could destroy a planet, you had to realign the chakras a bit. Well, let's just quick touch on that. um, This idea of. Um, yeah, capable of wiping out a large population cent- large population center. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've we've seen that in situ in Star Wars with that yes. um, large. Well, kyber crystals weren't just little crystals; they could be discovered as giant kyber crystals as well. Mm-hmm. Apparently, big old uh, rocks, big old big old rocks, uh, such as the one discovered or found in the the Sith Temple on Malachor, mm. and apparently. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, during the Jedi and Sith Wars, the Sith created these cr- big super weapons yeah. made from giant kyber crystals. Um, on Malachor, the Sith Lord Darth Tannis developed kyber weaponry for the Sith. And mm. this weapon was seen in Star Wars Rebels, where um, once activated, it produced this enormous amount of energy, which threatened to destroy all life on the planet. Mm, I remember this. Is this the end of season two when um ezra meets maul on malachor and vader yeah, shows up that's right I remember something like a big crackling crystal yeah <laughs> it's a it's a big thing isn't it it was a uh, a lot of just a lot of yeah energy and electricity and light uh it was very dramatic one could mm. say i can't even i can't even remember <laughs> how that is dramatic I can't remember how that ended. Like, did the weapon actually go off? Did it stop? What happened to I it? I can't remember. I think they might have stopped it, but I think the temple collapsed. Oh, maybe. maybe. And maybe the temple collapsed on itself and Possibly, like stopped yeah. it. Because all I remember is the team escaping and yeah. Ahsoka and oh, that's right, Ahsoka and Darth Vader were together. Like, maybe she brought down the the place on top of them. Yeah, I want. I got a feeling like Ahsoka was holding Vader off and Ezra maybe shut the crystal down yeah that would that I'm possibly read this down. i'm not taking it in <laughs> possibly makes sense um did you know that well there was another giant kyber crystal that was discovered on utapau during the clone mm. wars yes is this in like one of the lost episodes of the clone wars or something i think so yeah apparently the confederacy attempted to acquire the crystal but they were but mm. um it was also discovered by obi-wan and anakin and yeah. the Jedi were able to prevent the crystal from falling into the Confederate Confederacy's hands, effectively. Um, mm. But those big old crystals—they are—they're not to be used in the by the wrong people. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. No. Um, wasn't there a big one that was also in another one in Star Wars Rebels, which was discovered oh, by um, yes. was discovered by Ezra and um, Saw Gerrera? Saw Gerrera. Yeah, it was on like an Imperial transport. That's right. Which I and, assume was yep. probably going to the Death Star. I would imagine so. Yeah, potentially either to be broken up into little pieces or to be slotted into a nice little <laughs> plate. Um, I, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that that one didn't it end with destroying the entire Star Destroyer that it was on and Maybe. sucking in many other ships. I think that's Possibly. how it ended. Yeah, I've got a feeling they somehow dis- made it desta- des- um Yeah, they destabilized it and got it to mm. destroy everything, which is just another example of how you know you don't mess with kyber crystals. Like, don't no. hurt them because they will, <laughs> you know, they will hurt your back. They will mess you up. They will mess you up. Um, so 
we've touched a little bit there about sort of different types of kyber crystals and you know their capacity for um destruction while also harnessing energy and being sentient creatures can you know fighting back <laughs> against things um mm. yeah i so yeah, i mean a tiny bit of history i suppose is that i mean kyber crystals with all these properties i suppose were always maybe throughout the years seen or worshipped by primitive mm. societies for mm. these properties so you know this sort of glowing or this this gem which emitted these qualities of being fire resistant and yeah. nearly nearly indestructible and that communicated with certain individuals it's yeah. quite easy to see why people would see that almost like a god right yeah i can imagine that yeah i think yeah just you know uh, it's like almost like the um the talking is it the 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 burning bush in the bible yeah kind of a, like a similar sort of idea really this, mm. this idea that there's this talking voice coming coming from this inanimate <laughs> object um, i'd like to see the first person in that culture who is like i don't know a village meeting or something and they're whispering to their friend and like did you um have you ever heard that big rock speak before um so yeah over but over the centuries of course the jedi amassed an almost an exclusive right to the crystals mm. protecting and collecting them um, mm. and decorating their temples and powering their lightsabers as a result. Um, I find this, I, I think this is a really interesting point. Uh, yeah. Some saw this collection of the Kyber as proof of the Jedi's inordinate greed. Yes. And, their, sec and their secrecy over its nature as a result mm. of their wish to remain in power. And mm. um, I kind of get that point. You know, yeah. um, others saw the Jedi as protecting the galaxy from those who might use the power of crystal from dark purposes. But I suppose for a lot of the galaxy, um, kyber crystals remain a mystery just because mm. of, you know, the Jedi not wanting it to fall into others' hands. But you can imagine why a certain paranoia would have come about because of that. Yeah, I can imagine if you, like, if you know a tiny bit about them, but you don't really know what they are. And all yeah. you like is, like, oh, it's this crystal that, you know, can harness great power or something. Yeah. You think, oh, why can't we have that to power our cities or something or power our starships? Yes. Whereas the yeah. Jedi are like, you know, we've seen the Sith build planet-killing weapons with these things. Yeah. We're not letting the wrong people have them. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I guess maybe it comes from the, like, the kind of hyper-protective nature of the Jedi in a sense of, like, we can't trust the galaxy to know how to use these in a good way. Yeah. We assume yeah. that they'll use them for evil eventually. Of course. So we'll just keep them to ourselves. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Share your crystals, guys. Share your crystals. Give everyone else the chance of vibrations. <laughs> Don't just hog it. Come on. What are you doing? Let everyone else feel the good vibrations. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that really is sort of almost coming to the end of all my notes hmm. for the Kyber crystals, James. So, is there anything else you want to quickly touch on or ask? Oh, no, I think you've answered everything that I had to ask. Mostly it was to do about the colours, because that's I suppose, the yeah. thing about them. But Yeah, oh, I suppose you're right. fascinating. I, I love the potential of a kyber crystal. Yes. It's like, we know it as something that powers a lightsaber. Yeah. But then we're like, no, it can also, you know, power something like the Death Star, or it can talk to people. Yes. Or it can do all of these things. It's got lattices and yeah. songs. <laughs> it's, it's got day and night lattices, which we still don't yeah. know what that, what that is. <laughs> but one day we could find out. Maybe there'll be a whole comic book series that's like Star Wars colon day and night lattices. <laughs> day, maybe there'll be a Black Spy cookbook recipe inspired yes. by it, which uh, is just uh, the lattice uh, on the pie. <laughs> It'll be a I part of it'll, it'll be on Strono Tugs's restaurant. Yeah. In, in, instant day and night lattice pie. <laughs> I love how you're talking about the Cobra crystals, and my brain went straight to pie. 
<laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. It's what we only ever think about on the on the moisture arm report. Because I, um, I think I think I, as everyone has discovered, maybe uh, like maybe twenty percent of all our episodes is about food in Star Wars. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So, James, mm-hmm. uh, we've obviously touched uh, we we've touched on a lot of things about kyber crystals today, and we have sort of mentioned about. Um, specific kyber crystal color. Um, yeah, what what is it about the orange crystal that you love so much? Why is it your favorite? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it's mostly just the color orange. I like the color orange. Yeah. But yeah, there's a yeah. part of me as well that I won't lie. It's because no one has one. <laughs> <laughs> and you like to be exclusive. Yeah, like I love I green. That. I, I probably that. would have a green lightsaber. Yeah. But everyone's yeah. got a green lightsaber. I always, I always find that the orange, to me, looks very much like how how... A so if how you would construct something like that on Earth to replicate mm, it would look like yes, it looks like makes... a kind of superheated beam, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love magenta. I love yellow. Um, I, I, yeah. Nothing, nothing against blue and green. Like I like them very much. So Should if it's everyone if, has them, if it's gonna, but it's, if it's gonna be any tint of blue, it's gonna be for me the lighter, the lighter shade of blue. Mm, the cyan. Yeah, cyan. I do like that one for some reason. Yeah, or if we go to um, Star Wars Celebration, hopefully they'll have some there yeah, to get. That'd be perfect. I really hope they do. You know, I really, I, mm. I looked through some of the um, the traders and the merchants that are going to be on the on the exhibit hall, and I couldn't quite yeah. see if there was any lightsaber sort of There's sellers. Be something, surely. Surely, I mean, maybe maybe they would sell out quite quickly because I'd say that yeah. would be quite, unless they're very expensive. Maybe not, but that would be a popular thing to go to to buy yeah, for sure. But oh well, we will see. But I guess James, it's mm. probably time to wrap up. I guess it probably is. And now we want to know what you think about kyber crystals and their marvelous uses. Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, send them our way too. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I am at James Sixteen Matthews. And I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? And if you want to support the show, you can literally buy us a cup of Jawa juice at buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisture farm rep. Thank you for listening to Adam and I. We'll be back next time to discuss more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we'll see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. never been a brown lightsaber has there oh that one yeah it's not quite not quite a heroic color really brown yeah imagine coming back from ilum with a turd colored lightsaber crystal oh god hopefully it doesn't smell <laughs>